get to episode 244 in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Believe You Can 2023. It's the virtual talent show for blind and visually impaired performers presented by the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Tickets are on sale now when you go to believeyoucan.live slash tickets to buy them. There's a $10 ticket for individuals, a $25 watch party ticket, and a $100 gold circle ticket. Again, that's believeyoucan.live slash tickets. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 244 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really glad you're here today. I really do appreciate it. And of course, since it's football season, let's start off with a very brief very brief, recap of this past weekend. I went one up and one down, but it sure should have been two down after the way both of my teams played. But fortunately, I won in the All-Blind League, and it was a miracle, an absolute miracle. I had a 5% chance of winning going into the Dallas Giants game. I had Dallas's defense. I told Liz beforehand that they would have to score like four touchdowns for me to win. They didn't quite do that, but their 30 points that they got me was enough to win. And I just couldn't believe it <laughs> that that happened. As bad as the rest of my team was that day, or that weekend, I should say, I can't believe that they pulled it out. So FC Tunguska is 1-0, scraping by, and in fourth place in the All-Blind League. In the Tecmo Bowl Keeper League that I'm doing for the first year this year, I got beaten not by a lot, and it came down to the Buffalo Jets game. Had Buffalo had a similar performance to the Cowboys, I would have also won that. <laughs> but I, they didn't, and I didn't. So I ended up losing that one. Uh, by about eight points or something, and I am second to last in that league because <laughs> I had such a low point total. I have uh, Burrow in that. I had T. Higgins, had nothing. Uh, Drake London, I think, had one target. I don't know that he had a catch. Just brutal. Just brutal. <laughs> so I'm one up and one down, like I said, and it was, I'm, I was happy because I didn't think I'd have any wins. So that's the fantasy football update. I promise I won't. I'll try to keep them short this season. The main thing I wanted to talk about today is this past Saturday was our Keystone Chapter meeting and the Disability Pride Parade. Now, I know I had mentioned the Disability Pride Parade previously, and that is a tongue twister, because it was originally scheduled for June and then was canceled. It was during those wildfires where the smoke blew down from Canada and it got canceled. And honestly, I didn't think this would ever go off, but it did. And because we had a table at the event, we had to split up our Keystone chapter board. Three went to the parade and sat at our table and met with folks who came up to the table. The other two, me and Harriet, were at the Penn Museum in the meeting, and Simon was 
signing in remotely, he was down the shore. So it made things a little crazy because we didn't have our normal amounts of folks there. Now, the cool thing was we did have a couple of new folks come, not new, but they hadn't been in a while. And so that part was great. And again, this month, we had technical issues. This time, it wasn't fully on our end. The Wi-Fi at the Penn Museum went out during one of our, I don't remember if it was during the presidential report, and that's an issue I'll get to in a moment, or if it was at another time during the meeting and everybody, of course, dropped off because we weren't there. So for part of the meeting, we were on Harriet's phone. For part of it, we were on her computer. And for another part of it, we were on my phone which made it difficult to try and get the presidential release, which, if I haven't told you before, each month the president of the National Federation of the Blind gives a what's happening in the organization and what's we're pushing for, this or that or the other. And usually the meeting is, I'm sorry, the release is sometime first, second, third of the month. Well, for September, he didn't do the release until, I want to say, the 7th of September. And again, our meeting was the 9th. They put up an audio version of that on the NFB website, and that's where we play it from. They make it specifically for chapter meetings because they edit out a lot of different things so it's not an hour and 12 minutes long like the YouTube video that we pulled up was. The other problem with the YouTube video, we couldn't control the speed enough to just bump it up a little bit where we would get through it a little quicker and still be able to be recognized by everybody listening. Again, in our chapter, some people listen at breakneck speed when they listen to audio. Some are like me that are a little bit faster. And then there's some that listen at regular speed. So because we were using my phone, I couldn't pull up the video. And we had to wait until Harriet was able to log in Once she logged in with her laptop, then I took my phone, then I was able to queue up the presidential release. And I was also able to get back to my treasury report, sorry, treasurer's report. It's not really a treasury, (laughs) which I usually do the day before, meaning I, I do all the numbers so I have everything together. And basically, I listen to what the different things are. I try to memorize them because it's still hard to go through. And as I've mentioned before, I have trouble <laughs> I have trouble with long numbers when I am listening and repeating. I don't know what that is. That's something that's an old age thing for me. <laughs> or I guess I shouldn't say old age age. It's an age thing for me. Here was the problem with the presidential release, besides the fact that it wasn't the edited version for the chapter meeting. At one point during the release. President Riccobono says, now we're not going to put this part in the chapter section of the audio. And then he starts to talk about next year's convention, the national convention, which is going to be in Orlando, again, around the same time as it's each year, it's right around 4th of July. I don't remember the exact dates, but it's in that same ballpark next year as well. He then went on to talk about how some people are a little worried that the convention is in Florida. Now, I've only been a member of the NFB for about a decade. And during that time, it has been in Florida, Nevada, 
Texas, Houston, and New Orleans. All of those are warm places. The issue that they have is that, if you haven't heard, some groups, and I'm not going to name them, some groups, for the first time in their history, have said, have issued travel warnings to their members in states like Florida or Texas. And by the president going on and on about this during this presidential release, again, one that wasn't to be heard for chapter meetings. Now, if you tuned in live, you would have heard it, obviously, because they do air it live on YouTube. It was such a turnoff to me. That wasn't a new thing. It wasn't new that these groups have made warnings for the only time in their history to states like that. It's a politically motivated thing, and it irritated me that the president spent quite a while on it, saying how these groups should feel safe in Florida. I have some friends who are members of those groups who live in Florida, and they laugh at those travel warnings. It is just ridiculous and 100% politically motivated. As I said to Harriet after the meeting, actually, I think I told her on a call that night when we uh, connected, if that were my first meeting, I wouldn't have come back. I would not go back to that organization. It irritated me that much. And that's probably why it's not part of the chapter edition of the presidential release. I could be wrong, but it was just irritating. Other than that, and the technical issues that, we, that always seem to happen, the meeting went great. Again, we had a couple of people, technically only one because the other person is a sighted fiancé. She came back. She's been living in New York, this, this lady. She's around Jane's age. And she was there, which is great because she, again, we need younger folks in there. She was there, and a couple of other folks were there. So it was nice that we had, even if it were just a few, I, I, I think we were at eight or nine for our meeting there. And usually we have, we have at least a dozen, maybe more, and then we have a whole bunch more on the Zoom call. And it was nice because when we went out to lunch afterwards, everybody was different except for Harriet and I. Harriet and I usually are the ones that are there, although one time Harriet missed as well. So everybody was new. So it was nice that everybody wanted to go out, the ones who stayed. One guy was there. His name is Kenny. He wasn't feeling well, and that's he was originally going to go to the parade, and he ended up leaving right after the meeting, and hopefully he's feeling okay after, uh, after all of that. We had hoped to somehow get a hold of Lisa or Mark or Kat during the meeting and have them, quote-unquote, report in from the parade – but there was just so much chaos with the tech problems <laughs> that we were having that we didn't even want to attempt that. But it, it's always nice to meet at the Penn Museum. Again, there's always some hiccups like there were, but it's nice to go down there and get together in person. And I did miss that during the pandemic. The other nice thing about meeting at the Penn Museum is the train and track work at the Penn medicine station is done. So I was able to take the train in and take the train out. And that is a big money saver. It usually costs between 30 and $40 to come home from a meeting. 
And usually I take the train home from 30th Street Station because I usually walk over to 30th Street to help some folks get there so they can get on their trains home. But lunch was good at New Deck Tavern, where we've been a few times, and that's a great place to go right there between 34th and 35th on Sampson Street. But all in all, it was a nice day, and uh, I was glad that we had the turnout, and it went fairly well. Again, technical issues aside. As I record this on Thursday night, the 14th of September, just around kickoff time (laughs) between the Eagles and the Vikings... I am really looking forward. We have a great interview coming up tomorrow on White Canes Connect. Lisa had reached out to a guy named Andrew Leland. He is the author of The Country of the Blind, a memoir at the end of sight. Now, I don't read many books. In fact, I I don't know when I read the last one, other than maybe a section of this or a section of that to learn a specific thing on how to do something on the computer or how to do something somewhere else. I typically don't read a whole book. And when Lisa had originally reached out to them, and she did it through the publisher, and I forget who the publisher is. I want to say Penguin, but I'm not 100%. When she initially reached out, it didn't look like we were going to get him. And I, again, didn't really know who he was. I I hadn't read the book. But as we got closer, about three or four weeks ago, Lisa said, "Did you have you started to read it? I said, no. I said, let me get the book. And I tried to get it on some service called NetGalley or NetGallery, and I was having difficulty with it, and I'm thinking, well, let me try Bookshare. Bookshare is a service for blind and visually impaired folks, and I believe anybody that is print disabled, so if you're dyslexic or if you're a paraplegic, sorry, a quadriplegic, things like that, you can get Bookshare. Now, the way Bookshare works, it's not an audiobook, but it's read by text-to-speech, similar to the way a screen reader does it, but a little bit different. Now, on my way home from the Keystone meeting that I just talked about, I thought, you know what, let me start the book. I've got about a half an hour on the train. I'll take a look, and I'll go through it, and maybe I can get a chapter in. I started to read it, and I started getting text messages. And when I get a text message, it talks over the book. The other thing that I couldn't do, and I don't know if it was a user issue or it's this way, I couldn't lock my phone and I didn't have that much juice left. So I was kind of worried after the text messages started, after, as I'm reading the intro, I thought, you know what, I'm not doing this now. And I stopped. I then tried again at a later time and I thought, let me do it while I'm doing the dishes and I'll see how it goes. Put it in my back pocket and all of a sudden my pocket, I guess, jiggles as I'm doing the dishes, and my screen reader starts talking over the book, because again, I'm not locking the screen. I thought, you know what, this is ridiculous. Let me just get the audiobook. And then I remembered I had the $100 Apple gift card from iBug Today that I won down in Houston at the convention. I'm like, I'm going to use that and get this audiobook. It has been outstanding. First of all, he's the one that reads it, and it is so good the way he reads it. I'll put a link to it. Now, I got it through Apple Books, but I'll put the Amazon links, and yes, they are affiliate links, both to the hard copy and the audio version, and I'm guessing there's a Kindle version too. I didn't look at Amazon, so I don't know, but there'll be a link in the show notes for the book. The book is outstanding, and it talks about this guy who has retinitis pigmentosa and how he 
went through life learning that he had it and then from then on and how <laughs> some of the things are very funny and very similar to things that have happened to me and I'm sure a lot of folks who are blind and visually impaired uh it's just kind of interesting of the similarities there are many differences because RP is a lot different than glaucoma and uh he obviously has a much larger vocabulary than me he obviously did a lot of research into the book and and that's one of the things that I want to talk to him about when we speak tomorrow i also found out when i was listening to the book he is the grandson of neil simon so i thought that was interesting but it is a great read and I was so excited to read it, and I so enjoyed reading it. Now, I'm, of course, I'm backed up on podcasts. <laughs> but I, I reached out to Janine Stanley. She had talked about a book, and of course, now I forget the name of it again. I reached out to her because she had mentioned a book. I think it's called Before You Die. I will find it. It will also be in the show notes. And yes, it will be on Amazon, and it will be an affiliate link. So if you do buy it, I appreciate it. Thank you. It doesn't cost you anymore. Remember that. But I do appreciate it because I will earn a couple of bucks or a couple of cents, actually, for a book. Uh, Books usually aren't that expensive. So I reached out to her and I said, look, I just read this book. I said, I I think I'm ready to read the book you talked about a few months ago on that Real Blind Tech show. And she told me what it was. And I haven't gotten it yet because I I wanted to wait until after I spoke with uh, Andrew Leland. Uh, But I'll put those links in. Next week, maybe I'll have a clip of the interview. And... uh, Again, just a great book, and whether you're blind or visually impaired or you're normally sighted, uh, it's funny, and he just does a great job with the reading, and that's another question I have for him. With his limited vision, how did he do such a great job reading the book? So very excited to talk to him tomorrow, and uh, that episode will come out in a couple of weeks on White Canes Connect, and of course, I will alert you to that, and I'll talk about this week's White Canes Connect episode in a couple of minutes. As I mentioned in the intro, Believe You Can is coming up. It's October 14th, and it is on screens everywhere at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we've been busy getting ready for that, getting applicants who want to perform, figuring out how the logistics of actually doing the show. We keep going back to Zoom, which I, I can't stand to do it on Zoom. However, Most of us know Zoom to a degree or not. We've never done a Facebook Live. We've never done a YouTube Live. So we don't know how to pull that off. And because none of us know that, we didn't want to try try that this year. Maybe we'll try doing one of our meetings that way or some other event that way just to see how it goes. And I've been interested in it. And I, I thought of something this week that... I'm going to start to do, and I I think I talked about it last week as well. A lot of people have said, well, you should do your podcast live. You don't have to use that as your finished product. You can then go back and edit the audio and then release that as the podcast a day or two later. But the other thing that I found out this week, and I I didn't find it out, it, it just dawned on me. Even if I don't do it live, if I do it on video, there will be ways of clipping, whether it's for YouTube Shorts or Instagram Reels or a three- or five-minute segment on YouTube about something that I'm talking about. Maybe it'll be about, for example, if I was doing this one and I did not set up the camera because I'm waiting on a tripod for my camera, the the way I have it set up here would... (laughs) 
look kind of weird because I'm currently sitting, which pains me to tell you, but this mic is better uh, when I'm not going through the computer. I'm using the Shure SM58 instead of the Zoom ZDM1. And I actually, that was another question I asked Janine what mic she used. When she does her podcast, she does the ones, besides that Real Blind Tech Show, she does one for Ira, which is the company that she works for. I will start to do that just so I can go back later and get those clips out to have content that I may or may not, you know, put out as a live event. But with Believe You Can, we're going to stick with Zoom, even though we're not voting and we technically don't need to use Zoom. The only other good thing about Zoom is that some older folks don't own computers or know how to use them if they do own them, or smartphones for that matter. But they usually have a telephone. So some people still dial in via a phone. So that part will be good. The other thing that's cool about Believe You Can is the merch. I've created a bunch of merch for the event. There's shirts, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. There's a pint glass, which is very cool. Now, I only did it one way. We have two different logos. Not really. It's the same logo, but one has the writing Believe You Can in black, and the other has it in white, obviously, so that we can make shirts. A white shirt with white writing is obviously not seen even by sighted folks. So I did I did the two logos. Now, the pint glass, I didn't think if you had like some Coke in the pint glass with the white logo, it would look great. But otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see it. So I did that only with the Blue Star logo and the black writing. With And the logo has been the same for all four years. This is the fourth year for it. The only thing that has changed is the color that we use for that year. And the only color that's in the logo is the outline of a star and the year. So in 2020, when we did it, I kind of think we did yellow. And the star is not a full star. It's only got three points. The lower left the upper left, and then the one that points straight up. Part of the one on the right is there, but below that, where the point would be and the star coming down lower, is the word believe in a bigger font size, and then you can exclamation point right below it, lined up underneath it, in black or in white, depending on which logo, and then the year 2023. And again, 2023 has that same blue that the star is done in with A, depending on the font color. If the font color is black, then it's got a black outline. If the font color is white, then it's got a white outline. It's one of my favorite logos. It's a very basic logo. I just love the way it looks, though. And again, you can go and buy tickets at believeyoucan.live slash tickets. If you are blind or visually impaired and want to be in the show, we have 15 spaces. We don't have 15 spaces now, but total we have 15 spaces. I think five of them are taken so far. You can go to believeyoucan.live slash talent, and you can fill out that form, and Lisa will get back to you, and we'll set up a sound check so that we can go over your Zoom settings and everything like that. And... If you want to check out the merch, you can go to believeyoucan.live slash gear, and that will take you 
off of Believe You Can, but you'll see all the different things. And some of the some of the items, some of the hoodies and the t-shirts, you can get different colors. So make sure you take a look at that. I prefer the t-shirts in black, but you can get navy and a couple of other dark colors. Or you can do, you go the other way and do a lighter colored shirt. Like I, I know the pink one looked really nice. Um, there was a lighter green one that looked really nice with the with the blue and the uh, the text on it. So a lot of cool things there. Again, believe you can dot live slash gear. Take a look. And I know that Liz loves. There's a weekender bag that is black with the logo with the white lettering and of course the blue star. It's really cool looking and she loves bags. So she wanted to get that if I ordered anything and I will be ordering at least one thing, maybe a couple of things and uh, have a look. And, um, and I do appreciate all the, all the profits from those items that we sell there go to the Keystone chapter. Some of the things we make as much as 12 or $13. Some things we only make six bucks. But again, check it out, believeyoucan.live slash gear. And I started to panic a little bit last night after our meeting because I thought, oh, today is the 13th of September and the event is the 14th of October. And I thought, man, that is a little scary because, like I said, we still have spaces available for talent. We've sold only a few tickets. And that's how it's been all four years. We sell little drips and drabs of tickets up until the end of September, and then the sales really start. If you want to support the Keystone chapter and you want to check out the show again, believeyoucan.live slash tickets, I'd really appreciate it. But go have a look at the merch too, and let me know what you think. Again, believeyoucan.live slash gear. And that brings us to Just Listen. To keep us in the Believe You Can mood, (laughs) I have something from last year, and I may have played it after last year's show, A, because it's a classical piece and there are no copyright issues there. (laughs) And two, because it's really good. So here is Julia from last year's Believe You Can. She was the winner with this piece on Just Listen. Hi, my name is Julia Legrand and I am a member of the Performing Arts Division and I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am playing the last movement, the Presto, from J.S. Bach's Sonata Number no. 1 in G minor for solo violin. <laughs> Thank you. 
was outstanding. And one of the cool things with the NFB, there is a performing arts division, and she is a member of that. So she's really got it going on. Uh, I don't know that she is going to come back and play again this year. We're doing Believe You Can a little bit differently this year. There are no prizes for first, second, and third, but we are giving contestants a chance to win one of three $50 gift cards. After each group goes, we will draw. Again, we're expecting 15, so there will be three groups of five. We will put those five names in a the wheel of names, if you've ever seen that, and we will draw one. You know, one will get picked for each group as, as the groups go. So that'll be kind of different, but it should be fun. And again, that's Believe You Can, 2023 coming up October 14th. Lastly, before we go, I just wanted to mention White Canes Connect episode 084, and that is with two blind brothers. (laughs) That just sounds funny when I say that. These two guys both went to the University of Virginia. They are actually brothers, and they started this company this clothing company mainly, but they also have these very cool sunglasses called, of course, Cavalier. So Frank, maybe you should get a pair. Frank's son goes to the University of Virginia, in case you were wondering. But again, Two Blind Brothers coming up on episode 084 of White Canes Connect. These guys were great to talk to. It was so awesome to speak to them. And Simon and I did, and it should be out not sure if it'll be out by the time you get this, but it'll be out very shortly. And the link in the show notes will take you to it. Of course, you could always subscribe to White Canes Connect wherever you get your podcasts, and then you won't miss it. So that will do it for episode 244 of I Can't See You. I really do appreciate listening. Show notes, as always, are over on the website, which I soon hope to update and redo. And I'll probably move it to a new host. But right now, it's at the same place. It will always be at ICan'tSeeYou.com. In this case, it's episode 244. So ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 244. That's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 244. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 244. Please connect with me on all the socials, at David Benj, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can always listen to the show. I know one person listened to it last week (laughs) on YouTube, and it wasn't me. So you can reach out there or call me at 646-926-6350. Again, 646-926-6350. You've got three minutes Please leave your name and town if you do leave a voicemail. If you've got questions, comments, show ideas, anything you've got, tell me how your fantasy team is doing, whatever it is you want to tell me about, please let me know. 646-926-6350. I would appreciate that. Or you can reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.